0: kept getting during worship that uh, that song said to him wide awake drawing close stirred by grace all fear is gone I breathe I breathe you in how sweet are your words to my taste Sweeter than honey to my mouth. And I heard the Lord say, well, I'm going to say this first, then I'll say what I heard the Lord say. I want to do it right. Second Corinthians what. using words like sweet taste almost like you can almost like you can taste him in the atmosphere for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing He said, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses, another word is manifests, the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. You can't manifest or diffuse something that's not inside of you. But here's the good news. Everybody born again? Then it's in you. We have a diffuser at, the, at, the, at a house and she puts all those essential oils in it and then she plugs that thing in it and it starts glowing. And for the first couple of seconds or whatever, there's nothing. It's just a light. I'm like, what is that thing? And then all of a sudden, you start seeing this steam come out and the whole house... Now, just close your eyes. I'm not trying to make something. I'm just saying, close your eyes. If we are to God the fragrance of Christ Jesus and through us he diffuses that fragrance in the world, then that means that fragrance is in you. And I heard the Lord say, just close your eyes and just take a deep breath. Take another one. Just breathe in. That's the extent to the effort that is required of you in the kingdom of God. To recognize, keep your eyes closed, to recognize and understand that what is in you is in you. It's not a matter of you working something up to try to get something. First Peter tells us that we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. It has been given unto you. It has been deposited in you. Your body, your spirit, man, is charged with the life of God and the amount of effort that it is required for you to realize that is simply to recognize it and to breathe. You don't exhaust, you don't, you don't spend a lot of effort in breathing except when you work out but the reason why you're having to breathe heavy when you work out is not because breathing is taking it out of you it's because of what you have exercised took it out of you and in order to get oxygen back in your system you got to take deep breaths and the Lord's saying this morning breathe just breathe me in just stir that thing up and breathe it in If you don't sense. And when I say sense, yes, I'm talking about your five senses. I'm talking about your soul realm. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your physical senses. If you can't sense God, then you're dead. And there ain't nobody in this room that's dead. Every person in this room can tangibly sense something's going on now you may not understand it you may not even like it because it's making you uncomfortable but not because of condemnation but because he's trying to get you to realize and to see something it's good stuff and here's the thing you and I can manifest that at all times Psalm 34 I will bless the Lord at all times when you praise and you bless the Lord, there it is. You plug plugging that thing in the wall and you start glowing. And before you know it, the fragrance starts coming out of you and diffuses all over the place. That's what God intended. People flocked to Jesus. Why? Because He was releasing and manifesting the glory of God everywhere He went. Thank you, Lord. Father, we breathe you in this morning. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Take your Bibles and stand to your feet. Let's just go ahead and declare some things, and then we'll get into the Word. It's been good and rich this morning. Hallelujah. Take your Bibles. Hallelujah. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. You believe that? We're going to find out some things this morning about what it says you and I are. I can do what it says I can do. We're going to find out some of those things this morning too. I can have what it says I can have. I believe. I trust in this word. I decide that I will. Make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I choose to govern what I think, what I say, and what I do according to this word. In the name of Jesus. Now I believe I will receive everything, everything in addition to what I've already received This morning, in the name of Jesus, I declare it. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's been different this year, hasn't it? It's been a good different, but it's been different this year so far. Matthew chapter 17 is where I want you to turn. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 is we're probably not going to get to where I wanted to get all the way through, but we're going to get started. I got some things stirring up in me that I wanted to share with you from, from what, uh, what I'm hearing the Lord say so far for this year and where we're going. Wednesday nights is a good opportunity to find out some of those things as well, Um we're uh, just rebooting, really. It's I love a new year. I love the new year because you get to start over again. 2016 is over. Now we're in 2017. And so we get to start over. And so in that, in the, in the spirit of that, we're going to be talking about where we're going and what we're doing and kind of what the Lord's been saying to us. And while we're smaller, we have the luxury of being able to be, uh, how should I say it, we don't. We don't. We we can be more relational at this size, because we're such a smaller church than where we will be. But we have that ability. So Wednesday night. Wednesday night was really good. It was. Rich. We got the opportunity to just kind of share. For whatever reason, everybody always sits on this side, though. I don't understand. On Sundays, y'all split the difference. But on. But Granny Carol, she's gonna sit over there on Wednesday and see if we can't shift everybody. Matthew chapter 17, are you there? Verse 14, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now remember that. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Now remember that. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here and to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, let me brace you for what I'm about to say so that you'll hang on till the end when I pick back up on it okay are you ready so just hang with me this passage of scripture at the very end says however this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting there's only one other place in scripture there's three records of this story one in Matthew one in Mark and one in Luke chapter 9 Mark's gospel lists this as well, and so does Luke. But nowhere in the original manuscripts does that verse appear. In other words, what I'm saying is, nowhere in the manuscripts does the word, in Matthew, the word, the therefore... However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That verse right there is not in the original manuscript. And in Mark's gospel, just go ahead and turn there. Let's just go ahead and read it. Mark chapter nine. Now I can fit. I, I, I just hold on with me, okay? I'm not coming against fasting. We're going to talk about fasting today, but before we get to that, I got to settle this. Because if we don't settle this, if I don't shepherd and pastor you through this verse, you'll go out of here thinking that the only way to cast out certain demons is through prayer and fasting. And that's not what Jesus said. I know it says that, but in the original manuscripts it's not there. And I'll show you why. You'll find out what I'm saying. Mark chapter 9 verse 29. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. The word and fasting is not in the original. Prayer is in the original, but not in fasting. And then last but not least, Luke chapter 9, verse 37. For the sake of time, you can go back and underline this and study this out. I challenge you to study this out on your own. Luke chapter 9, verse 37. Now it happened on the next day when that he'd come down from the mountain that a great multitude met him. And so he goes on and tells the story about it. And he says, so I implored your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. There it is again. They could not. Verse 41, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. It's not even listed in this one. Jesus didn't even mention prayer and fasting in this one. But in all three accounts, he says the same thing. "O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall almost to me. Now, I've read all three of them, been reading them, been studying. And I'm telling you that the picture that I get, is almost like Jesus is frustrated because the disciples could not do something about this man's boy. He said, I went to your disciples. I implored your disciples. I said to your disciples, please help me. And he said, they could not. And in Mark's gospel, he said, but if you can do anything. And Jesus said, if I. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Nowhere do I see Jesus emphasizing fasting, fasting, fasting. In this context. So what about fasting? I'm going to get to that. Just hold with me. Now, how many of you have walked with God long enough to where there are seasons and times in your life when something comes up and you lay hands on that thing and you pray for it, and you know, nobody else in the room may know it, but you know that virtue did not come out of you. You're faking it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Faking it till you make it is fine. Faith is the sub faith is acting as if it's so. And so I'm not condemning you for that. I'm saying that is a form of faith. We're ex- But you and I both know that there's times where I have prayed for something and I knew when I went to bed it it just something wasn't clicking. But then there are times when I release words out of my mouth and I don't care if he's dead when I show up. When I show up, he's coming back to life. I don't care if the money's not there. When I write that check, when I pay that, when we do that thing, It's coming. To, there's something inside of you that moves you beyond the natural realm. And you, everybody in the room knows what I'm talking about. What's the difference? And if you're not careful, you'll think, well, I got to pray. And I gotta fast to try to get something to happen. No. We're gonna talk about it, but just listen to me. No. Okay. Let me read this out of my my journal. I started writing. There's something about writing instead of. 1 Corinthians 2, 16 says, we have the mind of Christ. Do we or do we not have the mind of Christ? 1 John 2, 20, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know, Granny, you know all things. Edis, you know all things. You have an unction inside of you. I have an unction inside of me, and I know all things. I've stopped saying, I don't know. Let me say it this way. I've tried, endeavor, I endeavor to say, I don't know. I Stop saying, I don't know. Instead, I say, okay, we may not know right now, but the wisdom that we need is inside of us because we have the mind of Christ, and we have an unction, and he shows us all things. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, reveal whatever it is that I don't know. We want to know. We need to know. In other words, I'm not focusing on what I don't know. I'm focusing on the fact I acknowledge you, you little gnarly thing, you. But I also acknowledge the fact that what's inside of me. Because the enemy will go, you you, you don't know. You're not going to know. You're never going to know. And if you and I walk around saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Then what? You don't know. Why do you not know? (coughs) Cornell said the Lord asked him, Your praise shall ever be on my lips. And he said, is it? So you walk around and you go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Why don't you know? Because I don't know, yeah? But why don't you know? Is it because the knowledge is being withheld from you? Why don't we know? Do I need to pray and fast so that I can know? This tells me that I know all things. But I don't know all things. But this tells me that I do know all things. Which one are you going to believe? Just because, I've never said this before, but this is what I feel like the Spirit saying. Just because your natural mind doesn't know, doesn't mean that you don't know. There's things that I didn't know, but I knew. And then when they came, it was like my brain goes, oh, okay. You know, the light bulb. What is that little unction? You have an unction from the Holy One. What is that little unction that says, hmm, I wouldn't do that. I, I describe it like this. I was talking to her brother. And we were talking, and, and I would say, You know, there are times when I'll be doing something, and I'll hear on the inside of me, as if someone's sitting next to me, I'll hear on the inside of me, mm mm. <laughs> what is that? My mind doesn't, my mind's going, What do you mean? mm mm. The mind and the flesh are engaged, and they're like, Yeah, 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 yeah. But on the inside of me, I'm hearing, mm mm. And I mean, with the voice, inflection, and everything, I'm talking, mm mm. And then I've heard the Lord say, "Mm mm-mm. And then I've heard the Spirit of the Lord, the unction, say to me, no, stop. And then I've had this sense on the inside of me where, yeah, that's okay. You can do that. Am I the only one? You know what I'm talking about. You start to move in a certain direction and the Spirit of the Lord arrests you. That's the unction. Colossians 3.10. Put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him, me, and you. So there's an element of putting on things that we need to put on. So, if that's the case, then why couldn't the disciples? Because even though those verses were not written, we know that the word of God, it transcends time. So why couldn't, the, why couldn't the disciples cast him out? I'm going to show you something else too. Because I've heard, I've heard this and I've been taught this. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. I've heard that. But I want you to listen to me. Go to Luke chapter 9. This is the same story. Luke chapter 9. Verse 40, he said, So I implored your disciples to cast him out, but they could not. Is that in there, right there? That's in the original manuscript. He said, I implored your disciples, but they couldn't do it, right? Now, back up to verse 1 of chapter 9. Then he called his 12 disciples together, and what? Over some. No, no, no. Bishop? Some. No. Because he just said that these only come out through prayer and fasting. So that tells me that there's a level of demonic activity that we're limited to unless we pray and fast because all the authority that Jesus gave us only goes so far and then we've got to mix it with our works in prayer and fasting in order to cast that demon out. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, so Jesus said he gave them all authority. But yet then it says that these, out, these kind only come out through prayer and fasting. Do you see how you and I have to rightly divide the word of truth? He called them together and gave them. You can't give somebody something you don't have. Gave them power... And authority. So he loaded them up with ammo and gave them a badge. So they're not rent a cop. They're an elite fighting force with not only the authority, but the power. That word power is uh, in- energetic. There's four words for power in the Greek, and it's where we get the word energy. There's energy. He gave us energy. He gave us power and authority, which means we had the authority to exercise that power. So why couldn't the disciples do it? I said a couple of weeks ago, I went back to try to listen to it, but we didn't record it. But I said a couple of weeks ago, can you heal everybody? And I said, no. So now let me express to you what I meant when I said no. The authority and the power is in us to rid the world of sickness, disease, demonic power. However, you and I cannot use that authority to supersede someone else's free will. Does that? Can I lay hands on Langston? Let's say Langston's got something going on with his shoulder, okay? Can I, do I, according to this, gave them authority over all demons and to cure diseases, do I not have the authority given by the head of the church, Jesus Christ, to take care of that problem? Yes, Yes, sir. Now, that, that in and of itself, we could go home. Because so much of the time we're so concerned with whether or not we're violating some principle rather than just exercising the authority and the power that Jesus gave us. Why didn't the disciples, why couldn't they? It didn't say they wouldn't, it said they couldn't. Now how are you going to give somebody something and they can't do something with it? 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome, have, 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 have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He gave us authority. We've already got the victory. I mean, the book's been read. Everybody's read the end of the book. We win. How come they couldn't do anything with his son? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Ephesians 3.20. I want you to go to that one. That's uh, Brother Bill's favorite verse. I think he wrote that verse. Ephesians 3.20. We hear this all the time. And Bill, Brother Bill, is the only one that I hear repeat the next part of this verse. Ephesians 3.20. <coughs> no. What did I say? 3.20? 3.20? That's what I said. No. Yes. I was looking in 120. 320. Come on, I'll get there. Now to him who is, listen, his praise is ever on my lips. I'm having a hard time focusing. Now to him who is able. Do you and I understand that? Ability can be present, but never manifested. So y'all need to write that down. Ability can be present, but never manifested, never exercised. You can have all the ability in the world, but never exercise it. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. You ready? According to the power that works in us. According to the power. What does that mean? In other words, in proportion to or to the degree that power, we allow it to work in our lives. According to the power. So God is able to do a lot of things, but it's according to that which, listen to me, that we allow Him to manifest in our life. Well, we, man, I was, she was reading me something on Facebook the other day because I'll get on Facebook every once in a while, but you got two people sparring on Facebook about the prosperity message. And I pulled up Proverbs where it says, a fool vents everything he feels. I thought, somebody post that on Facebook. Instagram and Snapchat that. Don't get on Facebook and... Let the world know everything that you know, because it wouldn't take that long, and you'd be short at the end of it. Better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. My dad, my grandpa always said, "Boy, just keep your mouth shut, and then everybody think you're smart." I was like, "But I'm called to preach. How am I supposed to?" They were on Facebook. They were arguing about the prosperity message. And said, I just don't see how a ministry needs a jet. According to the power, so you won't, that particular individual will never have to be concerned and saddled with the burden of traveling all over the world preaching the gospel in the jet because he doesn't believe it. This is my question for all of those that always argue that. Who died and made you decider of what is right and what's wrong? Well, if a jet's too much, is a little Cessna too much? What about a helicopter? What about one of them cheap helicopters that you buy in a box for like $75,000 and then you've got to put it together? What about one of those? Is that okay? Well, I just think that's too much. Okay, well is an Escalade too much? What about a Tahoe? That's okay. The base model. Do you see where I'm going with this? Who, who decides these things? Who makes these decisions? The same thing with prayer and fasting. Who said that you and I don't have power? The man said, I implored your disciples but they could not do anything. And what was Jesus, listen to me, there's a key to the answer to this question. And I believe it lies in Matthew chapter 17 and in Luke chapter 9. There's a key. It wasn't because they didn't pray and they didn't fast. Now there's an element to that that we're going to talk about. So just, but that's not the reason. That's not the only reason. That's no, that, that ain't even, that. I can't even say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Prayer and fasting have nothing to do with why that demon didn't come out of that boy. It has absolutely nothing to do why they could not get rid of him. You want me to tell you why? Jesus said it. Go back to Matthew, because this is the one I like. Matthew chapter 17, this is what the Lord's stirring up. In Mark chapter 9, he said, uh, He said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And in Luke, I'm just covering my bases, just be patient with me. Luke chapter 9, he says, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? I'm, and then in Matthew chapter 17, he says the same thing. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? In all three accounts, Jesus looked at the disciples and everybody standing around and got frustrated with them and has said, well, I, don't, I just don't think he's getting frustrated. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? That don't sound like somebody who's aggravated. Well, Jesus didn't get aggravated. Well, you ain't read your Bible like I have. Jesus got real aggravated. He would turn to the disciples in the middle of the storm and say, where is your faith? How are you going to wake me up? He did. So then he said, I implored your disciples, but they could not do anything. And Jesus' response was not, well, that's okay, guys. Because this time, this particular instant, You just got to pray a little more and fast in order for this bad boy to come out. Because everybody knows you got to work yourself up in the name of Jesus. That's the picture we get. That's what I was taught. Some of what I was taught. It was like, you got to pray. You got to work yourself up. And then it's like you get ready and you just go, in the name of Jesus, come out. And the demon just comes out. But only if you've prayed and fasted. But that's not true. And here's what Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation. Now the disciples asked him, here's the key, Matthew chapter 17. The disciples go, Lord, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. That's the reason. If it was prayer and fasting, he would have said, because you haven't prayed enough and you ain't fasted enough. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, because, Jesus, why couldn't we do anything? He said, because of your unbelief. You didn't believe. And then, in Luke's account... He says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Mm. So, can you agree with me that according to Jesus, the reason why the little boy was not healed was not because they didn't pray enough, not because they didn't fast enough, but one simple reason, and that one only, and that's because they did not believe. Then he makes reference to the generation. He says this perverse generation. Do you know that this world system that we live in is constantly trying to pervert the gospel and the faith message for us? And he's saying, oh, faithless, and you're listening to the world. Now this is where fasting comes into play. You're, You're so immersed In this perverse generation that at the point when you need to exercise your belief system you didn't not because they didn't pray not because they didn't fast but because they didn't believe so then the question that I always ask is why didn't they believe because they were partaking of things because they were immersed with things that we're not promoting that belief system, but rather destroying it. Now, fasting connects you to what's already inside of you. You, I heard a, a minister say this. He said, you can stand next to a well... And die of, of thirst, unless you have some way to draw it out and drink of that water. The diffusing fragrance that is in you Why don't anybody why don't we ever talk about uh, prayer and fasting? Because that's where the power is. See, part of prayer, why don't we ever talk about praying in tongues? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because that's where the power is. There's power in prayer. And in all three of these accounts, they didn't even mention the word fasting. They just mentioned prayer. But I wanted to talk to you about fasting because I want to invite you and ask you to join us for a season of fasting. Now, I've always gotten further In my life, with living, try endeavoring to live a fasted lifestyle rather than just periods of fasting. What do I mean? Okay. What is your favorite thing to do? You get off work. What is it? If you could have, if I said to you, okay, this afternoon, I'm going to take your kids, your wife, everybody's going to be gone. This afternoon is all yours. What is the thing that you would want to do? You don't have to answer that. What would you do? Sleep? Watch TV? Go fishing? Go hunting? Lay around naked? (laughs) Because there ain't nobody at home? (laughs) What kind of place is this? (laughs) This is a real place right here, brother. Naked for Jesus. What is it that you want to do, that you would like to do? Fasting would take that thing that you would want to do, and instead of doing that, you would devote it to a period and a season of time where you give that to the Lord. You read, you pray. I'm going to be honest with you. I said this a couple of weeks ago, but we have changed the atmosphere of our house by predominantly what we watch is encouraging TV now instead of just letting anything come on. We turn it on BVOVN, Believer's Voice of Victory Network, and let it just play. And it makes a difference. We had some guys in the house the other day doing the some tests and working on some stuff. Boy, I had old, I had it blared up, and she comes in there, she goes, do you have the uh, Believer's Voice of Victory Network playing? And I'll go, yeah. she goes, well... If they didn't know, they know now. (laughs) And they was talking about all kinds of stuff. But it changes the atmosphere. There's nothing wrong with going to the movies. There's nothing wrong with watching TV, as long as it's TV. I'm not coming against that. What I'm simply saying to you is that there's periods of time when if you'll devote some of that time to the Lord, I'm telling you, It takes you out of you. It takes your flesh and makes it submit to your spirit, which is where the power is, which is where the authority is. And when you come across that demon, you won't have to struggle like the disciples did. You can just say, come out. Because we're not trying to get God to do something for us. We're trying to get ourselves in a place where we remove all the distractions and recognize and realize what's inside of us. Oh, help me, Jesus, get this out. Fasting puts us in a place, puts us, not him, puts us in a place where we become more aware of what's already in us then we can draw it out. Prayer and fasting doesn't move God. It doesn't. We're just going to close with that right there. It doesn't move God. You know what moves God? His love for us. God has done and has, with all that He will ever do, He has given us authority and dominion and power. It's up to us to exercise. So, why is the world looking like us? Hold a mirror up. That's why. Because we have failed at the job. Not now. Casey was talking about. Warring and how there's a battle going on. The battle that's going on is the children of light are stepping up for the first time in a long time and we're taking back the dominion and the authority that was robbed from us. No, it wasn't robbed, we gave it away. We're taking it back. Listen to this. Fasting starves the appetite of the flesh to such a degree that your spirit is able... To release faith because you've removed the unbelief. Now let me close with this. I know we're running late. you got a few more minutes. Just hold tight. What does fasting do? What does prayer and fasting do? Listen to me, guys. Are you the, am I the only one that's tired sometimes of having the same thing over and over again? And right now with where we're at, I'm asking you, we as elders are asking you to join us for a time of prayer and fasting. Because it moves us. That's right. It moves us out of the place of distraction and places us right where we need to be. There's something that happens when you starve the appetites of the flesh. I don't have time to go to it, but in Matthew's gospel, uh, it talks about the centurion. And he said, oh, Lord, you ain't got to come. Speak the word only, because I'm a man, I understand authority. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. And it's one of the few times where it says Jesus was astonished. And he said, look here, boys. I ain't seen great faith like this. Does he have? Because Romans 12 tells me that we've been given the measure, not a measure, the measure of faith. If I say that I'm stronger than you, let's assume that I am. I'm stronger than you. Does that mean I possess an ability or substance in me that you do not possess? It just means that I've what? Exercised myself. If you say, well, I can run 12 miles, I'd be good to run whatever. What's the difference? Do we possess the same anatomy? Do we possess? Yes, but one has exercised. This man exercised his authority and he understood it. And so when the moment arose for that authority to supersede his authority, he recognized it and said, no, no, you ain't got to come. I understand authority. Speak the word only. And Jesus said, great faith. Why? Look at here, boys. This man's got some big faith. Y'all need to pay attention to this. You need to pray and fast so I can give you some of that faith. Is that what he said? No. Why couldn't we do it, Lord? Because of your unbelief? Let me close with this. When you constantly bombard yourself with the world system and the perverse generation, your your faith is going to be weak. If you sit around and eat Twinkies and watch TV for 30 days, you're going to be weak. You can't whine and complain about somebody saying, well, I don't have the same anatomy. Uh, No? I'm big boned, yeah. Big boned. Listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. In the spirit realm, we're all on the same. We've been deposited. We've been given the same thing. And the lie that the enemy wants to sell us is we've got to do something to now get more of something. Because if the enemy can catch you in that lie, and he can hook you in that lie, then you and I will be fasting and praying for a long time. Because the enemy will make sure that we know, well, you still ain't prayed enough. You still ain't fasted enough. It's like someone who wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They say, well, let's pray. you got to tarry and wait. No, you don't. They had to tarry and wait one time. Then the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, and that's it. He's here. No, the tearing that you experience is getting your S-T-U-P-I-D head out of the way. Because I've done it. I'm like, Lord, I just blah, 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 and you just pray and pray, and then the, then the light bulb comes on, and you go, man, I am an idiot. I've done stuff, said stuff, preached stuff. And I go, I can't believe I got away with saying that. Fasting puts us in a place where we, that's why it's a, fa- if you make it a lifestyle, well, what do I mean? Okay, well, instead of watching six hours of TV, watch one and spend the other five listening to a podcast, reading your Bible and praying. Well, that's just religious. What's it going to hurt? You know, they even say that the human body, that it's beneficial for us to fast at least one day a week. I haven't tested that theory personally, but they say it's good to cleanse your system. The appetites of the flesh are all around us. They've got these buttons on Amazon where you can order them now, the little buttons. You know what I'm talking about? And you press the button, and through Wi-Fi it sends a signal to order the stuff to deliver to your house. You press a button, and on Amazon's webpage it says, now available, 568 buttons. How many buttons do you need? It's not going to, you know, energize, beam me up, Scotty. It's not going to show up right there, but yet we live in this generation where we're like, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. Some things come with time and patience and to manifest the power and to diffuse the fragrance that the power of the Lord in our lives it's going to take a little bit of us denying some things in order to manifest some things. Stand with me to your feet. So we were singing that your praise will ever be on my lips. And this is what I heard the Lord say. Fasting positions you where you're putting your money, where your mouth is. It's a demonstration to the world, but a manifestation of your faith. And James chapter 2, I'm going to close with this. James chapter 2 says this. He says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Your faith, it's not about works, but your faith is exercised and demonstrated by works. He says, but some will say, you have faith and I have works. He said, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Guys, we have a lot of things that's trying to attack us. We have a lot of things that's trying to hold us down as a church, as a family, as individuals. We don't have the luxury of just acting like things are just going to work themselves out. I said earlier, all you got to do is breathe in. But if you're in a room that's full of toxic and you keep breathing that in, you're just going to get sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. I want to challenge you for the next 30 days. I've thought about this. The next 30 days. The next four Sundays, next four weeks. We're going to meet here on Tuesday mornings at 7.30. If you can't be here, that's fine. You can pray in your car, pray at work. And then on Wednesday nights, when we're doing our thing, we're gonna pray some on Wednesday nights. So you got two opportunities. You got Tuesday morning at 7:30, and you got Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. And then you got Sundays. For the next four weeks, join us and fast and pray. Well, what do I fast? Well, some of you have never fasted, fasted food. I challenge you to fast a meal. Now don't skip breakfast and then make up for it lunch and dinner. I mean, what do I mean? I mean, make your flesh submit. Starve the appetite of the flesh. And listen to me, if you do that, it will make a difference. And instead of eating, instead of watching your show... Watch something. Listen to a podcast. Pull your Bible out and start making notes and pray. Lord, reveal this to me. There's never been a time where I have not come to the Lord and He does not just fill it up. I mean, I can't can't write fast enough. Because I'm coming with an expectation. Don't show up without anything. Sit down and open your journal and a pen and open your Bible and just say, Lord, at this time... I would be watching X, Y, Z, or I would be eating X, Y, Z, but I'm going to devote this time to you, and guys. It don't take a lot. It really doesn't. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, and the life of your atmosphere in your home and the life of this church would, like, night and day. It's different. Why is it different this year than it was last year? Why are Sundays different? Because there's an expectation that people are coming with. That's believing. That's faith. We're exercising that. Will you join me? Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Fasting puts you in a place, puts you, it's you forcing, putting your place in in a position where you're making yourself more aware of the real you, not the fleshly you. Fasting doesn't get you closer to God. Fasting doesn't move God. Prayer and fasting doesn't move God. It doesn't put you in a place where you're closer to God. It's simply an exercise of your faith where you push back the flesh and you force yourself to become more aware of who you really are on the inside. I can't get to you. I can't say that enough. Now, I have not arrived. But for the few months that we made the decision to begin to fill our house with other, it doesn't mean that we don't watch other things. It doesn't mean that we don't from time to time go and do other things. What it means is that the percentage of what was happening is not taking place in our house anymore. And it's made a difference. So now when I go to lay hands on something and pray, I don't have a lot of that. Not because I can't, but because Jesus expected he was aggravated. I don't even know if that's the right word. Disappointed, frustrated, bewildered, upset, angry. He said, oh, you perverse and faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? He was expecting something out of them that they did not produce And that's when he began to talk about the unbelief. If you let it, if you and I let it, this world will suck the life right out of us. Every one of us in this room are about five minutes away from a mental breakdown. If we allow ourselves to emotionally and mentally go to certain places, we will fall apart. No, no, no. Father, in the name of Jesus, we exercise our faith. And we say like the man did, we believe. And even if we don't believe, Lord, help our unbelief. We want to believe bigger. We want to stretch farther. We want to go longer than we've ever gone before. We're asking you to help us in this endeavor as we spend the next four weeks. Living a fasted lifestyle. Finding something and fasting that and devoting that to you. I thank you, Lord, that you will reveal more of your plan to us individually and corporately. In the name of Jesus. Our praise will ever be on your lips. And we are putting our money where our mouth is. We are exercising our faith and we're saying by our works. We're putting our works with our faith. We'll praise you in the morning and praise you in the noontime and praise you in the evening. We will praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. why don't you come pray for us and dismiss us? (laughs) Thank you, Lord.
1: Father, we just thank you for your love and allowing us to be This presence in this place, Father, and allow us just to adore you and to love you. Thank you for loving us more. Father, as we leave this place, I pray that you would just burden our hearts, God, burden our hearts with your love, with all that you've given us. Father, allow us to give back with everything that we do, with everything that we say, with everything that we think. Don't allow us to leave this place as the same person that does the same things, as he's the same people and has the same thoughts. Allow us to be changed, allow us to be different. Allow us to be more like you, Jesus. Allow us to walk in your light as we've never walked before. And allow us to want you more and more and more. Take us deeper. Take us deeper. And allow us, allow our hearts to want to go deeper. And never ending. Searching for you. Learning of you. Knowing you. Father, as you wrap us in your arms, God, and you pour your love out on us today and for the week to come as we come back and to worship you more and to love you more, Father. Father, guard us with your your hand of peace over our hearts and our minds. And Father, just allow us to forever praise you in all that we do. Father, as we walk day to day, every hour, Father, allow us to constantly be thinking of you, constantly loving you, as you are constantly thinking of us and constantly loving us in all that we're doing and all that we're thinking. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for those words. Father, I thank you for pastor. I thank you for everyone in here. As we come together in unity, loving the same God, loving the same Jesus. Father, you're so good. Just be with us today as we as we do those different things that you've called us to do. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.